I came from nothing, I had to go get it, I had to finesse up the gang with. I done did everything for the niggas that I love who stuck in the chain gang. She be so weird, I'm steady watching all the niggas who yelling out gang gang. She be so different, I'm watching the niggas who bitches be yelling out bang bang. Roll up a gun that Pluto used to be deep down right around Uno. I know some niggas who hustle but quick cause they was doing this shit for too long. I remember niggas feeling like brothers but now this shit feel like a group home. And I had told them I love them so much to me it feel like you can't do wrong. I was trapping on the side of my granny crib. I was serving with two phones. I remember telling Julius don't know what a paddock is. And we are officially back. We are keeping it 200. And it is episode 43. Tavon Jameson, myself, Dateline. It is July 20th, 2021. And of course, we've had so many things happen. Uh, Literally, I've been going through my own little mental health issues, so I like to apologize to everyone and Tavon and a lot of people have been, been, uh, yeah, uh, definitely been, uh, definitely hasn't been the last good couple of days, um, but I have been watching wrestling, like, I I have been, I've actually caught everything, I caught the Impact pay-per-view, I caught the Monday Night Raw show, I caught Money in the Bank, I've, I've literally been busy, you know, like, it's, you know, but... Today was literally the worst of all the days when it came to it. You know, uh, my girlfriend, you know, she had her, you know, her bad day on Sunday. I had my day was probably at the peak today, but I was just like, I said, fuck it. I'm just going to do a show. And 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 I figured and I figured it's probably best to, you know, like, for example, I I know everyone's talked about money in the bank. I know everyone's talked about You know, everything under the sun of everything like that. You know, I want to say this here, though, before I get into anything. You know, Edge should never work 30-minute matches ever again. Um, mm. he, he really shouldn't, Tavon. Like, the main event for that for that Money in the Bank, like, when I see Roman Reigns matches, they're always four stars or better. They're always, always masterpieces. Um, case in point, Drew McIntyre, Survivor Series. Case in point, Kevin Owens. All three, four times that you saw him wrestle KO. You know, and this was probably his worst pay-per-view match since he won that championship. You know, like, like you know, the pay-per-view match that he won the championship on last year Dang. was against Braun and Bray Wyatt. But remember, he didn't come into the last two minutes of the match. So technically speaking, it was a Braun, Strowman, Bray Wyatt match. And Roman just did the 2008 Edge Survivor Series thing, but <laughs> but this, I mean, this was just like Edge was so winded, so winded, Tavon, at like the at like the 10 minute mark, like you could see he was just winded, and Roman Reigns had to just put on like this chin lock for five whole minutes in the mm. match, and, and the and the good thing is about that, at least I could say that at least. Roman, you know, was talking to the crowd and he was, you know, cussing and, you know, he was trying <laughs> to keep this match as, as possible as he could, but it was a three and a quarter match for the main event. I didn't, I'm not going to say to go out your way and watch that match because that is, oh my God, I would never recommend that. But, and then the finish of the match too, Tavon, I didn't even like the finish because for example, the referee is down, but the referee doesn't go down like he got knocked out. He just goes down like he tore his knee or something. Yeah, it, it was kind of a bad bump. <laughs> oh, a really bad bump. And then it gets even worse because 
you have Roman basically pass out in this submission hold. The Usos come down, and then Ray and Dominic Mysterio break that up. And then it gets more worse because Seth Rollins kicks Edge in the head, and then he still has to come back out and save Roman Reigns again. So I was just like, why didn't he just curb stop Edge? And then Roman just pinned the shit out of him. Like, that would have helped it so much. I'm like, instead they instead they overbooked that main event. They overbooked the main event. I hated I hated that match so much. I was like, God. I was like, this is like, because cause it's just, it, I mean, and Edge just, I mean, he's 47 years old, and Edge should only work 15-minute matches now. He really should. He, he can't work, he can't work 35-minute matches. He, he just can't. That match was 33 minutes, 50 seconds. He's already winded. You know, coming out to the entrance. You know, so no, that that was a crazy, crazy thing. But before we get into Monday Night Raw, Tavon, Karrion Cross was on Monday Night Raw last night. Yeah, he was. But, but to me, I felt this Raw show was the Raw after WrestleMania. That's what the Raw felt like to me. It was a good show. Yeah. But it was a Raw after WrestleMania because yeah. you really did get – you got a championship change, which you would see on the night after WrestleMania. You saw the big stars come in, John Cena and Goldberg. Uh, you also saw you know Keith Lee return. Of course, Keith mm-hmm. Lee lost. Um, and then Corey Graves buried the shit out of Keith Lee on commentary for that for that, for that five-minute match. And then we get to Karrion Cross. It's – he, he debuts, they give him a, a beautiful vignette video package, they give him a beautiful one, um, but he has no build to him, and he comes out and there's no Scarlet, Sadly. he's not in the black and white, he's not in the black and white colors no more, he's, he just looks like, he just looks like a Viking Raider with just like some more cooler music, that's all he looks yeah, like. Yeah, total downgrade. T- total downgrade, indeed, and, and, I mean, he, I mean, it, I mean, they acknowledged he was the NXT champion, but it just felt like to me, Tavon, this NXT championship was like, uh, like the FTW championship. It just looked like a prop. It just, it just stood out. It, it didn't look like it was anything. And the the good thing about the match was Jeff Hardy came out to No More Words, the song yeah. that he actually made um, mm-hmm. in 2007. You know, and he and he did say for the longest time he was going to come back to that song. He was going to come back to the song, and and I at some point just stopped believing him because I was just like, I said, well, you said you were going to come back to the song like two years ago, and you never did. And he, then he finally did. And thank goodness he did because I love that song by <laughs> Jeff Hardy. That, that's 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 honestly one like that and his one TNA song that I really love are his like favorite songs that he's ever made. But Cross, you know, loses in a minute fifty. He dominated the match, but. At this point, Tavon, if 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 you're someone, because because for example, NXT doesn't do good ratings. They don't. They, they're never going to do good ratings on Tuesdays, because because for one, they got to compete with the finals tonight, so that's not going to help them. Um, they're not they're not a show that like you know they don't even have any of the big lights. They don't have all these beautiful cameras. You know they're not Raw or SmackDown as far as an arena goes. You know, they're drawing less than 700,000 viewers on average. When I saw this show last night, it made me think, why should I even want to watch NXT anymore? Why should I even review NXT? Because it's not even worth it if the top champion who killed Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, Gargano in that five-way at TakeOver... 
The same man that, you know, choked out Gargano, the same man that choked out Samoa Joe last week. What makes what makes anybody even want to watch NXT now? Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much insane. I can't necessarily believe that they pretty much treat it cross like that. I mean, okay, see, like here's the thing, like, like, up. I pretty much love both Jeff Hardy and Karen Cross, okay? But it's kind of like, it's kind of like, oh, uh, it's like, it's so shocking that Jeff Hardy literally won, won, won against them. But couldn't have, but couldn't have it been just like a 10 minute to 20 minute, minute match at least? I mean, he didn't have to lose that quick. And I don't think he didn't necessarily have to lose his debut on Raw. You just basically gave Cross his first singles loss when you could have had him been undefeated for a while now. I agree. I agree because he's undefeated on NXT. Yeah. Um, he's, he's At never least lost we could once. say that. Well, it's not even worth it saying that anymore now <laughs> at this point because because everyone's just gonna doubt because everyone watched Raw last night because because well, Raw did the best rating. Well, in I'll I'll say this, Zach. I mean, at, at this point, could could we have really really thought that Cross Cross pretty much losing his first singles match would have been at least would have been almost at least something. Because it's not like this is the first time he lost. I mean, he did lose a tag team team match in NXT. Yeah, but yeah, but that tag team match though was that was that, that was more for Finn Balor and them. Like you know, that, that was to set up the Finn Balor carrying cross feud, and, and it was for the NXT Tag Team Championships, which Karrion Cross didn't even want. And I understand that if you're the top champion, because why would you want a secondary title with a guy that you're going to be feuding with, especially when it was Finn Balor that was the NXT champion anyway. So it was, you know, you know, but to me, it's just like, what's the point of, what's the point of even watching NXT if the top champion, the top champion that has killed everyone loses to Jeff Hardy in a minute 50 because Vince McMahon, you know, and, and I get why Vince McMahon does the things that he does. Yeah, because he hates you, NXT. Well, well, not only that, you know, I understand why he stripped Karrion Cross of all of his interests. You know, Chris Jericho, if you ever watch the, the, um, the Stone Cold podcast on the Peacock, you know, Jericho has always said that Vince always needs to, like, move, like, the cup up to say it was his idea even if all he did was literally just move one thing around because <laughs> Vince is that because Vince is that type of guy that's that's Vince you know i understand that you stripped him of his entrance and shit but you you have him lose in a minute 50 because oh it's going to get people to talk it's you know it's it, first off it's going to be raw's best rating all year it's going to be because john cena opened up the show at 8 p.m. he talked from 8 8 o'clock to 8:10 matt riddle came out riddle got the rub you know, so it's not as if Raw's not going to do a great rating. You know, the third hour is probably going to do its best rating all year, probably all year. I'm going to say mm-hmm. because you got football coming back next month, and I damn sure don't see that third hour um, staying that good, especially the third hour that I saw last night. Um, yeah, and you got, and to me, it's just like you have him losing a minute fifty 
You have him lose in a minute 50, okay? And then, on top of that, you don't have Scarlet with him. So, and and now he's going to have to go back to NXT tonight. And now they're going to have to make up this excuse saying, well, you know, because, because one, he's feuding with Samoa Joe. I mean, we all know Karrion Cross is going to lose the NXT Championship, you know, at TakeOver. Because now it's already apparent, clear that he's going to be feuding with Jeff Hardy. You know, he's, you know, it's just like... But to me, it, I mean, Vince has literally just proven to everybody that that we we don't mention NXT. There, I guess NXT is a rival. <laughs> it, it's but but it shows as well how much Triple H and Vince McMahon's booking philosophies are different because yeah. Vince is seventy four, and Vince you know is not going to keep pushing a guy that was pushed like he was in NXT. Two, it still makes NXT look developmental because despite the fact they're on national television, they're going to still be developmental because literally it, it's going to keep being call-ups. You're not going to be able to get people over. And even if you did get people over, it doesn't even matter at this point because you're just going to have Vince destroy them. And Paul and Paul yeah. Triple H Levesque, he's 53. But at the same time, though, Triple H knows I have to build these guys. For example, Keith Lee was built strong in NXT, but mm-hmm. he's on the main roster. And last night, Corey Graves just buried the shit out of Keith Lee for that five-minute match yeah. they had against Bobby Lashley. And and I get why he, Corey Graves did that, because Vince was in his ear, and I guess Vince wanted to see intensity from Keith Lee, which he didn't see intensity, I guess. you know. Um, and fun fact, Keith Lee, if he did not get COVID, he was supposed to win the United States Championship that Riddle did hold. Mm-hmm. But 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 of course he got COVID and that and of course the WWE punished him for that. And to me, I'm just at this point where I'm where I don't understand, you know, like like you have all these guys they build up in NXT and then they come up to the main roster and they look terrible. Like the yeah. only person I can really say that has came from NXT that was a homegrown talent. Is Bianca Belair. She's the only one that's doing great, but at the same time, mm-hmm. WWE's women's division is very thin. It's not as if they have a hundred women like they do have like a hundred guys on their on their roster like that. Yeah, it's, because they butchered their their roster with all the releases. They did, and, and and you have to look at this here. The women were the ones that were both. They, like I I didn't understand why a lot of these women were cut. Because, you know, their tag team division is so dull as well, because you've got yeah. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler now teaming back up. Even a- though they should have already broken up already. True. And then you have Natalia and Tamina that aren't treated as even tag team champions because they keep losing to Shotzi and Tegan Knox on SmackDown on Fridays. You know, and, you know, so it's just like, at this point... Like what is the, what is the end goal? You know because because and, and then for example Charlotte Flair cut a promo. She's a 14-time women's champion, but they took three championship reigns away from her, so she's only an 11-time women's champion because yeah, they refused to mention NXT and the Divas title. I think. Yep. Yep. So so it's yeah. So literally, like it's it's kind of dumb. Why would they not recognize? Charlotte as a fourteen-time champion when she, when she really is. Well, Ric Flair is a twenty-three-time champion, but WWE only says he's a seventeen-time or a sixteen-time whenever they feel like it. It's just like so. So I, I hate that too. So literally, what we're gonna have to keep getting Tavon is we're gonna have to keep getting 
Charlotte Flair um, having one day reigns. Yeah, one predictable reigns. short title wins. Yeah, I got to tell you this. Like, I, I, part of me knew it was coming. The moment Charlotte won at Money in the Bank, I knew it. I knew it was going to be another predictable short title win. They just weren't going to have Charlotte hold the title win that long. And she hasn't necessarily hold it for that long since her second NXT women's title reign. Exactly. And, and you know, case in point, too, 2016, she was like a, what, a five-time Raw Women's Champion in the spam of six months with Sasha Banks, where they kept literally hot potatoing the title, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, now they've said, like, look here, she's not, you know, she's not this NXT champion. She's an 11-time champion. You know, I mean, congratulations to Nikki Cross for winning the championship because it was the best time to put the title on yeah, Nikki Cross. definitely. Because- I mean, that that was, I mean, people may, may say that it was probably, probably foolish but hey at least, I'm, I'm pretty much happy that Nikki Ash won it because at least it was an awesome cash in I'll say it, that it, and and she didn't run around with the briefcase and lose all these matches and was still miss money in the bank she was not buried she didn't ever have to cut a promo as miss money in the bank but maybe like one time on social media she literally had a one-day contract briefcase, and bang, she was done. That's that's how it should be. And the crowd was happy for her, and that was the, probably the best time to keep that. And it was probably the best time to put the championship on Nikki Cross it, because you do, do it while you've got the novelty of fans that are going to clap for everything and get everything over except Alexa Bliss's mind powers. You know, just, I mean, I mean, if if you're going to go ahead and keep doing, like, multiple championship reigns, this is the best time to do it because these fans are not going to be pissed. They're going to love seeing a title change. They're going to pop for it. You know, it was a good moment. And I literally was saying on um, Top Rope Nations, you know, podcast um, with Ryan and Kyle Ross. Kyle Ross was saying all Thursday, Tavon, oh, uh, Alexa Bliss is going to win Money in the Bank. Alexa Bliss is going to win Money in the Bank. And, I, and I'm like, and I kept asking Kyle. I said, what makes you think she's winning Money in the Bank? Because she's got voodoo powers? I, I said, I literally said to this, I said, why aren't you saying Nikki Cross will win? Because literally, she makes Vince laugh. And Vince is, you know, the Steven Spielberg of his, of his domain. And if you can make Vince laugh, you're going to be over. And Vince, you know, put the championship on her because... Vince obviously sees that she, that he wants a superhero to be in a marquee match at SummerSlam. That's what he wants, and and that's what Vince is going to get. And 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 Kyle was also saying how Drew McIntyre was going to win Money in the Bank, and I literally told him this here, Tavon, which I knew. Th- see, this is the problem I have with people, Tavon. This because because you can always separate casual fans from actual wrestling fans from actual hardcore wrestling fans. Because there's three type of fans. You got your casuals that are just going to say, you know, I believe Drew McIntyre is going to win because X, Y, Z, you know, and all this. Okay. Um, you're going to have the wrestling fans that do that probably don't watch every Monday Night Raw. Probably don't. But know at least that if they've watched WWE over the years, he's not going to get the money in the bank contract. Not like that. And then you're going to have the hardcore fans that saw Monday Night Raw Monday 
and knew that when he drew that he broke Drew Mac Drew Jinder Mahal's motorcycle, Jinder Mahal was going to cost him the money in the bank, and I literally predicted that perfectly because I was like I was like Jinder Mahal is going to cost Drew McIntyre the money in the bank contract, and he did. He cost him the money in the bank contract, and then Drew McIntyre on Monday. He got back over because, you know, Drew McIntyre didn't do the story times. He wasn't talking about his sword. He wasn't talking about Icarus. He wasn't talking about a Loch Ness monster. He just was badass Drew McIntyre. He mm-hmm. took 30. He hit that poor man, Shanky, with that chair. 33 20 times. Fucking, oh. No, 33 times. Ah. I counted every one of them. It was 33. <laughs> he broke it at the 15th. And then he got another one and smacked the shit out of him for 18 more. And I was just like, what the hell did this poor man do to anybody? Like, (laughs) someone punished him. Because you could tell it was punishment, too. Because Jinder Mahal and Veer left the ring and had to go up to the ramp. And Shanky had to take all those chair shots. That that was like punishment. I don't know. And usually that type of punishment is usually reserved when wrestlers do that to wrestlers to give a receipt or something. Or maybe Shanky said something bad to McIntyre. Or maybe he, you know, did what Miz did to, you know, Chris Benoit's bag. Ate chicken on it. I don't know. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> trust me, I tell you, you know, Miz, I, I, always, I, I always go back to like wrestling punishments. That other wrestlers dished out the wrestlers and Mrs. was like Mrs. is probably the worst in my opinion because when Miz ate chicken on Chris Benoit's bag, JBL told him to do it. Mm. And of course, Miz ate the chicken and Miz got crumbs all over this chicken. Um he got crumbs all over the bag and everything. And Chris Benoit came in after a match and saw this dude sitting in his locker eating fried chicken, <laughs> and then they watched him out. From what I've been told in the story, he got thrown out, and then he had the bag thrown in his head, and then Chris Benoit kept his chicken. And then, of course, because of what happened that year, Miz couldn't go back in the locker room for over a year. till yeah. The Undertaker saw him dressing up like, you know, like in like, uh, like in a bathroom or something, and Undertaker said, what are you doing? And he said, well, I can't go back in there. And Undertaker said, well, explain to me why you can't go back into the locker room. And he said, for, you know, the reasons what happened. And Undertaker said, we said, well, just go back in there and apologize and everything will be okay. And that's what happened. I mean, so, I mean, but, but that, but that took the Undertaker noticing after a whole year. It didn't take the, under, like the Undertaker didn't notice it two, three weeks after. He noticed it a whole year after, you know, and, so, so I mean, but I'm thinking Shanky did something to Drew McIntyre because 33 chair shots is way too much. I, I, I even, even I, and they weren't even to the head; they were all to the back and shit. But I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. I thought there was another way you could have gotten McIntyre over. You could have just had him just run over those three guys. Because, because let's be honest, Tavon, it's just a one month feud. It's just a one-month feud between McIntyre and Mahal. It's it's yeah. simple storytelling. We all know McIntyre's getting a big win at uh, SummerSlam. You know, it's easy. It's it's not too hard to it's not too hard to book this. You know, we all know McIntyre's winning it, and then McIntyre's going to be going to SmackDown. 
ASAP because there's nothing for McIntyre to do on Raw no more. He needs to now go to SmackDown. That's all. Yeah. Um, but but to say that, for example, to say that this is like, I mean, 33 chair shots is too, too much to me. I, I was just, I, I wasn't a fan of that. I, I'm still not a fan of that, you know. You, you know, uh, then, of course, you know, I mean, and the rest of the show was, you know, just like real filter. Like, to me, the show was so filter after this, like after these things that we've mentioned, because Alexa yeah. Bliss's playground was terrible because you got Lily <laughs> back. But but you know what they did do, though, Tavon? They did do the smart thing. They muted that crowd. They muted the crowd on TV. Now, now in the arena, they were booing the shit out of that. Because there's mm-hmm. video reactions and everything where everyone was booing the shit out of this Alexa Bliss promo. Mm-hmm. So and and Eva Marie is not over. So so Eva so Marie, Marie basically tripped. <laughs> yeah yeah she she did the worst trip ever. I and that's pretty sad because I I say this here all the time. I say Eva Marie is a great actress. She's a great actress because literally she plays a great script. She knows how to read scripts. And she and she knows to do a better trip than that. That was the worst trip I've ever seen in my life. I mean, and 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 I'm and I'm, and I'm like, you you left WWE to be actress, and that they taught you that in Hollywood. I'm I'm like, that's that that's not even good. Um, you know, the the Raw Women's Championship main event was it, it was it was a DQ finish, you know, and then of course you had Rhea Ripley attack Charlotte right after and. I mean, it, I, I hate I hate a DQ finish like that because it's just like th- these women had a great match at Money in the Bank. Actually, I think the women actually stole the show at Money in the Bank. I really did. I think I thought that Charlotte and Rhea Ripley had the best match on the card because they were they were they were riled up in Fort Worth because <laughs> yeah, men, especially men, when Charlotte flicked off the crowd. Well, well, that well that well once they chanted, "We want Becky." Charlotte and Rhea said, "We'll we'll give you a four star match, or die trying." And they gave <laughs> and they gave a four star match, and and by the end of it, they were not chanting Becky no more. So so I do give those women credit because because they had to work through that. But I also thought that was Becky Lynch's fault too, because why would you tweet a picture like that, <laughs> knowing knowing that they're going to want you, and know and knowing that they don't want another Charlotte Rhea Ripley match because we've already seen it throughout the last two, three months. So, so, so I understand that. I understand. I understand why they did that, but that was also Becky Lynch's fault because Becky pretty much put those women in a bad spot. (laughs) You know, um, you know, get, Hey, give credit to Reginald though. Reginald literally, (laughs) I've never seen someone get so over in two minutes. Like he did because because literally, and and what this was actually the cutest part of the, the whole show that I liked. I liked this part of Raw because, of course, Reginald cost Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler another match, and I love how Shayna Baszler was saying to Nia, "We were great before." Yeah, he I thought came they were gonna along. break up. Well, 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 here's the thing: when the hell were they great before Reginald came along? They had lost the tag team championships. Before Reginald came along, too. I'm just like, and and how is it Reggie's fault that Shayna Baszler pissed off Alexa Bliss? Like, like, I was, I was trying to like think like, and is and isn't it funny how Shayna Baszler takes all the losses for that group 
Nia Jax never loses any of the matches. It's always Shayna Baszler. She always yeah. gets pinned. Um, you know, shout out to Tamina. Tamina was over. She she was over on the Raw show. She was not over at the Money in the Bank show, but she was over on the Raw show. And it was just like, what the hell? You know, like what the hell was wrong with these people? Like, you know, like <laughs> so so uh, so poor Reggie. I mean, Nijax gave him a hug, and then she headbutted him right in the head. And uh, and of course, Nijax, you know, just and Shayna, they walked away. And the crowd, I, I was just, I was just like, why are you saying this guy sucks? What did he do? I'm like, I'm like, he didn't do anything bad. And, and then, and the next thing you know, these 24/7 geeks all come out and they all trip on each other except Akira Tozawa. And then that's when the crowd just starts chanting Reggie. And then Reggie just does this beautiful. I, mean, I mean, he does some beautiful moves, and then he pins Akira Tozawa, and then he, and then of course he just does his high flying Cirque du Soleil, and they love him. He does cartwheels to the back, and he's. I mean, he's over as hell. I'm like, yeah, yeah like that. That worked. I mean, it worked. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it would work with anybody else. So I never would say that that thing would work with anybody else. I, I doubt. <laughs> well, that it does. I mean, there was one time. <laughs> At like at the pretty much very end of like <laughs> Scott Steiner's field with Tess, where Stacy Keebler was doing cartwheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I actually remember that because because actually speaking, that's actually the only time Scott Steiner was getting over at that point because he had had that shitty feud with Triple H, and Tess was supposed to be the one getting over, and the Tess turned into a heel, and poor <laughs> Tess yeah. after that. So, so, but I mean, shout out to Reggie though. I mean, Reggie did do, I mean, and then Jackson Riker Elias, it's, that's a house show feud on national television because I've seen that match so many times and Jackson Riker always wins them. Shout out though to Elias though, because I did not think he was over in the Thunderdome and, and he was so terrible in the Thunderdome. And then all of a sudden, Tavon, he gets the crowd back. And he and he goes back to the Elias that we know and love, you know he's uh, over yes. with the crowd. He's over with the crowd. He's got his music, but whew, I will say this here: even he was when we didn't have fans, he does not. He's not over at all. He's yeah. not over. But when we've got fans, he is over. He is super over, and you understand why they want him on TV. I honestly thought if they were in that Thunderdome another two months, he would have been released. Because there's no way they would have kept a guy like that. There's no way they could have kept him. No way, because because it would just been. I mean, and then of course you had the six man tag opener. Um, it was an opener. I mean, it wasn't nothing special because Riddle and the Viking Raiders defeated John Morrison and AJ and Omos, and of course John Morrison because he was over last night. Tavon, mm-hmm. his punishment was he has to take a loss to the Viking Raiders. So, yeah. Yeah, and then and then Sheamus Roberto Carrillo, which which I don't even care about because because I knew Roberto Carrillo was already going to lose that match. I, I, and, 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 At this and I point, they should already be teasing Damian Priest versus Sheamus for SummerSlam. They should, and, and, and you know what I did find funny though, Tavon. I did find this funny. Then Sheamus asked Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce, "Why is Roberto getting another match against me?" And Sonya said the funniest slide. She said, "She said." We don't hand out opportunities. I'm like, 
Then why do you keep giving like? And then the next segment, what did they do when Charlotte Flair came out and Rhea Ripley won a championship match? They just they gave, gave a hand out. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you just had a vendetta against Sheamus. There's a difference. Like, I would have been better if she said, you know what? We just have a vendetta against you and everything like that. You know, I, I, it was just like, it's like, what the hell? Like, what did what did they even do? Like, um, and then the Money in the Bank show. Running this down, you know, the kickoff match was, like, the only match I don't see. Because, for some reason, on Peacock, the kickoff match was not uploaded, and I missed that show. Because um, I, 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 I don't watch the kickoff shows. I, I, I missed when I had the network, and I could just go back and watch the kickoff show after the pay-per-view was over. You know, something quick, you know, didn't have yeah. to do anything. And, and boy, did Peacock suffer some issues Sunday Night yeah. Live, didn't they? I, 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 I'm glad I did not watch the pay-per-view live because I don't watch the pay-per-views live at all because, because, because one, because one, I can't just sit there three whole hours. I can't, I've, I've got, I, I've got short attention span. I'm, if I do that, I'm going to be fucked, you know, but, but I will say that man, oh man was, oh my goodness. But I, 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 I will say though, in the other countries, the network was fine. If it, but Peacock everywhere, like you had to log out and then log back <laughs> in and, and that took 10 minutes. So of course everyone was wondering, well, what did you miss during the 10 minutes? You didn't miss anything. You missed a riddle, Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura singing Randy Orton's theme and Shinsuke posing like Randy Orton and Kevin Owens looking disgusted at them. <laughs> and then, and then, and then of course you had like, what was it like 50 minutes of entrances on this, on that pay-per-view? Cause my goodness. Everyone got an entrance for like five minutes. It felt like, like, like everyone did. Tavon, like everyone got an entrance. Everyone did. Roman Reigns' entrance is always like seven minutes because he has to pose and everything like that. Um, yeah. All the women got their entrances. Lashley, Kofi, Charlotte, Rhea, all everybody got an entrance. Like that was crazy to me. I thought these entrances were way too long. Way, way too long. Um, but the Usos, Dominic, Rey Mysterio, you know that was the only match that I did not see. But I, I heard it was a good, I heard it was a good enough pre-show match, probably the best pre-show match they've had in a long time on the main roster. Yeah. And then, you, then you, then you had the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. You know that was the one Nikki Ash won, and of course Nikki Cross. You know, to me, I saw this match and I was like, it, it was a good TV match. It was a good two and three quarters. It wasn't nothing blow away. They didn't do anything blow away, but they, but you know, they they still had a good ladder match, and they yeah, and it was whoever, it was pretty good. And, and they and whoever laid out the match did a really good job. You know, it, none of the women came off injured. They all were fine. You know, it, it wasn't like they got hurt or nothing. So, so yeah. Um, AJ and almost versus the Viking Raiders. I thought this match was a little below average. I didn't think it was great um, because almost was in this ring a lot, and almost was not good at selling. He's he's not a good seller. He's not a good seller to me. Um, he he's he, he's great for comebacks and hot tags, but he's not a seller. And, and he did like this kick because AJ did a kick, and then you had Ivar do a kick, and then you had Eric do a kick, and then almost said fuck it, I'll do a kick with him, and then it, it looked good. I was like, I was like, no, I'm like, don't do no more kicks. Like like if I was if I was the agent for that match, like I don't know if it was Adam Pierce or. 
Tyson Kidd or Jason Jordan or whoever was the agent for that match, I would have been like, look here, don't ever do any of those kicks ever again because that was an ugly kick. <laughs> that was really <laughs> ugly. Uh, Bobby Lashley, Kofi. Um, I, I didn't rate this match because it was a squash match. It was just Lashley killing Kofi and Whew. Yeah, yeah. They killed Co- they killed Kofi on this show. They really killed Kofi. They 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 literally said, you know what? You love Kofi so much, we're gonna make sure he gets over by we kill him. So, and yeah. he wasn't even on Raw the next night. Xavier Woods wasn't on Raw the next night, and the only reason that they had Xavier Woods beat Bobby Lashley was so Bobby Lashley could go back to being serious. That was yeah. the only reason. That was the only reason. So that so, and it was the reason to get get rid of all the women who did, by the way, a fantastic job. They did a fantastic job. I give those women credit. Those women made five hundred bucks a week. They made more noise than those virtual fans. <laughs> they those women did a great job. I'm I'm gonna give those women their props. They, those women I thought should have been staying I, because 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 one they were over. And it made Lashley get over, and 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 even if you didn't want them on Lashley, you could have still had them with MVP, and that would have still gotten over. You know, to me, I thought they got rid of the women too early. I did. I thought the women yeah. did such a great job, and they and it wasn't like any of the women complained. They had fun. They they got free champagne. They got you know a free VIP room. You know they they literally got to dress up and make five hundred bucks. That's amazing. That's amazing money right there. If you can yeah. if you can literally wear. A dress and have great makeup, and you don't have. And remember, remember, you don't have to pay for none of the makeup because remember, they putting the makeup on you. They're already putting the dress on you, so you're literally just getting paid to just show up. You're getting paid to show up and drink champagne. That's the easiest job ever, easiest job ever. So, so congrats to those women because those, those women really did take their job seriously. Uh, mm-hmm. Charlotte and Rhea, like I said, that was the match of the night. It was four star match. Four star match. I give them credit. Those those women went out there and they killed it. They killed it. Um, you know, and 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 shout out to and shout out to them for saying fuck you to the Texas crowd for that because because <laughs> they they deserved that. The Texas crowd did deserve that. Like and the Texas crowd by the end of the night, you know, kind of looked like they were stupid at the end of the night. Like wow, we we pissed off these women. You know, um, <laughs> the men's money in the bank. Big E won. Um, eighteen minutes five seconds. Ricochet did phenomenal things in this match. Yeah. I saw this and I was like, oh, I was like, damn, this. Rick, I said, where's this Ricochet at? And I mean, I loved, I loved this match. It was three and three quarters. I gave it. You know, Drew McIntyre, he looked strong in it. You know, because before McIntyre was eliminated, he did kill most of it. He did kill everyone, and then was getting ready to climb up the ladder and win. Seth was going to win, but Seth, you know, was being all cocky and everything, and he got hit with the big ending off the ladder. Um. And so, I mean, and then Edge, Roman Reigns was a three and a quarter. But if, I mean, I hated the match, though. 33 minutes is, it's too long of a match. 33 minutes of a match is just too long. I don't, I don't like it. Um, I understand why people may like that, you know, and, 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 and I understand why Edge wanted to probably work a 30 minute match, but Tavon, he's 47. And have you noticed that every match he's been back on on a pay-per-view, he has to work over 30 minutes. Royal Rumble mm-hmm. is 50 minutes. Randy Orton, he's worked two matches with. Those were over 30 minutes on pay-per-views, WrestleMania and the um, Backlash. 
And then Roman, he's working a 30-minute match, and Edge can't work 30-minute matches no more. He's not that type of person. He's not that guy, pal. Like, he, he's really not that type of guy. You know, you know, like, Edge should be working a Goldberg type of schedule. You know, he really should. You know, like, like Goldberg can't, like, if I saw Goldberg work 10-minute matches, I would hate Goldberg, you know? And, you know, and shout out to the crowd. The crowd did not hate Goldberg. They, they chanted him. They loved him. You know, he came out. He just said two words. He said that you're next to Bobby Lashley, and and the Bobby Lashley um, Goldberg match is going to be under five minutes because one Goldberg can't work that type of match anyway. So, so it's easy. Yeah, it's it's easy stuff. Of course, NXT tonight. Um, I mean, we're going to have Raquel Gonzalez, Zia Lee for the NXT Women's Championship. That'll be the 12th straight week of a championship match on NXT. That's crazy. We've got a tag team match tonight between. Roderick Strong and Tyler Rust of the Diamond Mine taking on Kushida and Bobby Fish. Um, Samoa Joe is going to address the Karrion Cross situation. And then, of course, the next night, we've got another NXT taping because of the Olympics going on now. Mm-hmm. And, and and we've got and so, and so we got that. And then, of course, tonight on NXT, and then, of course, NXT is competing with the NBA Finals tonight. It's the Milwaukee Bucks now up three games to two on the Phoenix Suns. And yeah, I, I gotta ask you this here, Tavon. Can Milwaukee go ahead? And- oh man, I'm not so sure. I mean, the Bucks they they literally they literally shocked me in Game Five. I didn't think that they were gonna win win at Phoenix. So this kind of puts more pressure. On Phoenix to pretty much win game six and then win it back home for game seven. Yeah, I have to say that Phoenix has to win this game. I I, I do agree. I thought that Phoenix was going to win game five. And, and, and they should have technically because they were coming back. I mean, the, I mean, it was 100 to 90 after three quarters. And, you know, Phoenix did – Phoenix was close to coming back and winning this game. They really were. Phoenix out – Phoenix, you know, really – I mean, the first half, I thought that's where Phoenix just struggled the most right there because the first half they were down uh, 64 to 61. And in the second half, they, they, they only had one less point than Milwaukee, but it was a 123-119 game. And, you know, I mean, I mean, I will say this here, though. Giannis came through. 14 of 23, 32 points in that game five. You had Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday was the big key factor, and so was Chris Milton because I felt like that was actually the one game, Tavon, where I can actually think of off the top of my head where Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis all played a great game. They all had a great stat night. Holiday mm-hmm. was 12 of 20. Middleton was 12 of 23. He had 29. Holiday had 27. You had Giannis with... 32 and 14 of 23. Everyone I thought played great. And, you know, Pat Connaughton came off the bench with 14. And, you know, Devin Booker. I will say this here, though. Mark Stern, who um, is on Spotify Green Room now. Um, Mark Stern, I guess. I don't know what he was saying. But he was live tweeting this because I remember I was laying <laughs> in bed watching this game on my phone. And I see him tweeting like. Well, Chris Paul's wrist is hurting. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> table, table, table. If you're an NBA player, 
isn't your wrist going to hurt if you're Chris Paul or Devin Booker or Giannis or whoever? Because technically speaking, you're an NBA player. You have to move your wrist. That's the whole name of the game. Table, table. That'd be like me saying, well, your neck hurts because you threw the football. Of course your neck is going to hurt. Yeah, because of all that shooting. Exactly. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, like he said, oh well, and then he went into details about the wrist. I, 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 I would have just, I would have been happy if he said something about the shoulder, because, because then you could be like, okay, well, I understand that because you know he, he hurt the shoulder and stuff. Okay, I can get that. But, but like when you're saying literally, oh well, he hurt his wrist, and you know when you're taking all these shots, I'm like, what? I said Devin Booker was 17 of 33. He's had 40 points last two games. Shouldn't his wrist be hurting more than Chris Paul's? I'm like, I'm like, where, I'm like, what are you talking about, man? So, uh, oh my goodness, Mark Stern made me laugh though. I, I really wanted to go on like Spotify Green Room if I had the time and just like if he invited me up on stage, I've been like, so, so why are you making excuses for Chris Paul now, man? <laughs> That's what I was going to say to him. Like, <laughs> like, you really making excuses for wrist injuries now? All of a sudden, so, um. Phoenix Suns, though, they are the plus five um, for the point spread for this game in Milwaukee. I I say Phoenix does cover the plus five. I don't know if Phoenix wins this game, but I'm going to go spread at plus five on the minus 110. So, um, yeah, and and Tavon, I believe, um, let me see if I'm not mistaken, I believe the Seattle cranking, the 32nd NHL team, Will now officially um, be what you call it, tomorrow? Hmm. It's the expansion draft, and they will actually have a roster by tomorrow night. Hmm. So I, I'm actually really happy to see the Seattle Kraken um, officially now be a part of the NHL. You know, I mean, they're officially now going to have an NHL roster. Um, I, I've been following along with that. You know, I, I'm not saying I'm a Seattle Kraken fan. I'm not going to say I'm that. But I will say I am hoping they have the same great amount of luck that the Vegas Golden Knights did. Of course, the reason everyone is waiting on the Seattle Kraken is because of the goalie situation. Of course, the goalie, you know, in hockey is really the the most important key of a championship. Just ask the Tampa Bay Lightning about Andre Vasilevsky, their goalie, who's won the Stanley Cup last two years. And, you know, the Montreal Canadiens, they were in the Stanley Cup this year. Carey Price, 34 years old, I believe, and he was not um, saved. He was not saved. So technically speaking, Seattle Kraken tomorrow night, Savon, could draft Carey Price number one overall like the Vegas Golden Knights did three years ago when they drafted goalie Marc-Andre Fleury from the Pittsburgh Penguins. And remember, a goalie does make everything different because that year the Golden Knights made it all the way to the Stanley Cup. So mm-hmm. that that's something. I, I and but the, here's the only issue though about the Carey Price situation. He's due to make eleven million dollars, and they've already and the and they just signed a goalie from the Florida Panthers, um, for like five million a year. So that would be sixteen million dollars they're paying for goalies. Don't forget they're going to get a third goalie too, but the third goalie is going to cost them less than like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, but. Tavon, 
15 million for goalies. <laughs> mm. man, man, I wouldn't even say no to that deal. I'm like, whoa, like, <laughs> that's a lot of money for some, for, for a 34 year old. And I, I will say, I understand why Carey Price is the favorite. He is, he's the most attractable star technically because he is the only one with the most recognition. He has the most experience. He was in the Stanley Cup. He's playing. He, you know, you know, he's probably going to be their star. But at the same time, though, I will say I'm not I'm not sold on Carey Price being the goalie. You know, I, I would not be shocked if Peter Morozik, the Carolina Hurricanes um, unrestricted free agent, is, you know, maybe picked up by the Seattle Kraken. I wouldn't be shocked about that. You know, Morozik didn't play hardly anything last year for the Hurricanes because I think he only played like nine games because he was injured. But Morozik, you know, he, you know, the, 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 the Seattle Kraken's GM is Ron Francis, and Ron Francis was a former GM of the Hurricanes and did bring Morozik there. So that's why I would say I'm not going to be shocked if Morozik were to be picked up by Seattle because I, I, but they, but they might get Carey Price and, and hey, they get Carey Price. Cool. You know, I mean, but shout out to Seattle, man. You know they're the they're getting ready to be the 32nd NHL franchise, and you and 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 you know the MLB has even said that they would be considered um, another MLB group. They would actually consider another MLB team, except to pay for an expansion team. Tavon, the MLB has actually listed their price at a little over five billion dollars. You have to pay to get an MLB franchise team. So um, I don't see – I don't think we're getting another MLB franchise team anytime soon in, in, in Major League yeah. Baseball. Uh, I mean, $5 billion is too much to me. And I mean, but hey, shout out to – I mean, but shout out to Seattle, though. I, I'm actually looking forward to them and everything they do tomorrow. You know, um, I, I'm definitely going to be watching it, you know, because there's also some – there's also some other people that I'm hoping get picked up by them, you know, but I don't know. The only team that did not have to put anybody on waivers was the Vegas Golden Knights because the Golden Knights are only a three-year franchise and Golden Knights don't have nobody to give up. So, but everybody else had to put players on waivers so to um, give up, which which I don't, which you know, I guess other NHL franchises would be pissed off about that. But at the same time. You know, I, I I am going to be wondering if Dougie Hamilton leaves the Carolina Hurricanes too and is a Seattle cranking. It could happen. I'm hoping it doesn't because remember, Dougie is technically available, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. I don't know if I'm ready to give up on Dougie Hamilton just yet. I, I mean, because 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 remember, because remember, I did say if the Hurricanes won the Stanley Cup, I was going to buy a Nemo Niederreiter jersey, but. The Hurricanes did not, so, but, but yeah, but, um, Tamon, t- 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 I gotta ask you this here, um, are you ready for NXT and AEW, um, for the next two nights? Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I mean, NXT tonight, I-, I-, I gotta see what excuse they're gonna make for this carrying cross situation. I gotta see. <laughs> yeah. I gotta see. I gotta see what's gonna happen. But anyway, so we're getting ready to get to our 200 moment of the night. But before we do, the next time that we'll be on here, hopefully I'll be back Thursday um, after both shows are done. Um, done and everything like that. So hopefully. Um, but anyway, so we're gonna go ahead and take it to our 200 moment of the night, featuring the Jackie. 
Alright, so yeah. Um so yeah, last Saturday I did see um Impact Slammiversary. It was pretty much a good show. But yeah, speaking of that, um yeah, today um oh yesterday <laughs> yesterday it was um Mick Foley versus Kurt Angle for the TNA World Championship at, at 2009. I do remember that. Yes, I actually remember seeing that pay per view hit too. Um, because that pay per view was not a good match between those two. Um, I thought that uh, those two would have had. A, I thought those two were going to have a way better match. In fact, in fact, it was actually the time too where Kurt Angle was not having no good matches at all because he had injured his hamstring, and uh, two, he was also going through court issues for alleged stalking. Mm-hmm. So I remember that, and Dixie Carter was front row for that match, and she didn't like that match. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I actually remember that because I actually watched that show 2010, and then I remember I re- I actually watched so- someone review it like two years ago. So I remember that pay per view very vividly because Tavon, that's the pay per view. Where Brian Alvarez is actually the reason for the Botchamania Open of minus five stars because <laughs> Queen Charmel took on Jenna Morset in a match that was that bad because Jenna Morset was not a wrestler and she came out <laughs> like a porno star and walked into the ring like a porno star and Charmel beat her. But and Austin Kong was literally Charmel's manager. I remember that perfectly. So I actually remember that pay per view very. Very perfectly. So I, I, I really, I literally saw that to literally see the Jenna Morset Charmel match, and I, I will say it's not bad. But anytime you tell someone that, they just think you're horny because they're like, "Oh, you're just defending Jenna Morset." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> no offense, she didn't. She wasn't a wrestler. Jenna Morset is not a wrestler, and she's never going to. Jenna Morset never even did wrestling after that. I think Jenna Morset did um, Survivor." On CBS, I think she did one season of that, and that was it. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, in fact, I think that's how she even got the damn TNA match because she won a Survivor or something of that nature. <laughs> something with Vitcom had to do with it because Vitcom is CBS, and it was something of that nature. And I was just like, huh? But Gina Morissette Queen Charmel was not a bad match, but at the same time, it's. It, 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 it's funny. It's funny in a bad way. I would say that, but it's not. But it's not that terrible, no. Um, and hey, some shout outs to some um, birthdays. So, Junior Mahal's birthday was yesterday. He's thirty five. Carrying Cross's birthdays today. You know, um, so happy birthday to those guys. And uh, you know, we didn't go into the Impact show, but I did see. I did see a couple of the matches on the Impact paper. Uh, I, I did, well, I did see the whole match. I did see everything on Impact, but. But the only, you know, pay-per-views, I, the only matches I remember off the top of my head was, I know Kenny Omega, Sammy Callahan, to me, was a match of the year candidate. It was yeah. a match of the year candidate. Um, And Kenny Omega, you know, i never seen anyone put his knee 
down into the thumbtacks <laughs> to then deliver a knee straight to the face to Callahan and then give him a one-winged angel into thumbtacks. I've never seen something like that before. I was like, huh, that's actually pretty unique. And then, of course, you had Jay White come out right after. Yeah. Um, which And then, and then of course, Impact literally went right off the air because Finn <laughs> Juice came out and – and then you had to wait to see someone put some bad video quality of Jay White crossing Finn Juice. Uh, and you're probably wondering, why did Jay White do that to Finn Juice? Because David Finley and Jay White are having a match in L.A. for the New Japan Strong Show. That's why. So mm-hmm. that was the reason for that. Um, other matches, too. Uh, Deanna Peraza with Thunder Rosa. You know, t- you know Tavon, I felt like the Slammiversary show was this here. I felt they were trying to do so many surprises. Yeah, and like I, I was, I like not gonna lie, it's like I was, I was literally expecting Cassie and Jessica to be at that show. I really was. I, I did think that too. I did think that too because I, I also thought they were gonna come in as replacements for the knockout tag team title match because I, I just had that feeling, or I felt they were gonna like add it to like a three way. That's how I felt it was gonna be. I, that's the only way I would have brought them in. But Thunder Rosa, I'm I'm just saying, Tavon. If if you are advertising a pay per view, and Thunder Rosa is over, she's very over in America. Mm-hmm. She would have helped pay per view buys. I felt that was like I didn't like that because because and 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 then and then she lost clean. It was just like what the hell, you know? It's just like I didn't like that. And Mickey James came out, and Mickey James, you know, invited her to the NWA. Um, empowered show, you know, next month in Atlanta. So I'm guessing we're going to get Mickey James, Deanna Perrazzo. That'll um, be good. It definitely will be. Definitely. Um, the Good Brothers, they defeat the Impact Tag Team Champions Violet by Design, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Fallabot, and no way, no Jose. <laughs> <laughs> so um, to me, to me, I felt that tag match, the, the four-way men's tag match was like so... It, it wasn't bad, but it just was just like they weren't doing anything special. Just, just like we're gonna put the titles back on the Good Brothers, and I didn't understand why they were putting the titles back on the Good Brothers, but it's Impact. So Chris Saban, Moose, Moose should have won. I don't understand why Moose didn't win. So, and and and, and that's the only reason why I don't like Impact pay per views because I feel like they do great with the main event, they do great with the opener, and that's it. The rest of the show, they turn into – they try to be – they try to have WWE booking in not a good way. Mm, and, and, yeah. And that's, the only re- that's the only reason I didn't like that because there's no reason Chris Saban should have beat Moose. Moose, yeah. Moose just had a match with Kenny Omega last month, and now he's losing to Chris Saban. That's – no, I, I didn't like that. Um, Finn Juice beat Madman Fulton and Sharar. That was nothing. You know, that, that was literally nothing special. Um, w. Morsey, Eddie Edwards was a terrible match, but the only reason it was terrible is because W. Morsey's actually been dealing with, uh, he's been dealing with an illness, and Eddie Edwards just came off the appendix surgery like two months ago. So those guys couldn't have a match that they wanted, and I understand that. But, the, yeah. uh, but, but, uh, Cardona, Chelsea Green, I did like against Brian Myers. Yeah, that, I, 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 like I like that match. That was an entertaining mixed tag team match. Exactly. And and, and and you could tell Cardona and Chelsea Green really like working with each other. 
You know, you know, they're 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 real life couple, and they mm-hmm. did, and they and they trusted each other. You know, it was like all four of these people really had fun working with each other. So, so I actually, I actually like their, I actually did like their match. I did. Yeah. X Division Championship though, for the opener. Oof. I, 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 it was it was it was not good at first. It was not good at first. But at the end, Tavon, this match picked up. This match did pick up. It did pick up steam at the end. It just yeah. It just took too long to get to there. And you know, the X Division Championship match I did say was going to be like the best match outside of the World Championship match. And it was like the probably the best match. You know, it might be second to some people, but or third, but it was the best match. It really was and I liked it. Um and and, and then and then shout out to Decay, they beat, you know, Fire and Flavor for the you know, on the countdown to Slammiversary, so, um, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna, you know, give, um, and, 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 you know, my 200 moment of the night, you know, I'm, you know, my 200 moment of the night, you know, I'm actually gonna, you know, just say, you know, hey, I hope the Phoenix Suns can force a game seven, I'm gonna say that, I say the whole, I say I hope mm-hmm. the Suns can force a game seven, and, you know, we get a game seven. You know, I'm just gonna say that. I'm, I'm, I, I, if they don't, I understand. You know, Suns have had a great season, but whew. I, I mean, I mean, I'm ready for the game seven, but because because you know we're getting ready to get Olympics basketball, and man, the Olympic basketball team does not look any bit good now. They just they just yeah. look they they. They're just picking up people now off the street now, Tavon. I I think you and I could go join that basketball team and and probably do pretty good, but I I, I don't know though. I'm just like whatever. It's like it's like I, I'm hoping for a game seven so that way. And and the NBA draft is July 29th. So 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 in literally nine days we're getting ready to get our draft. You know. So so hey, at least we're not too far away from the draft now. So that's what that's why I said oh, we get a game seven. So that way we can, you know, get a little closer to the draft, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to close out the show with Vaccine Migos. And that'll be all for Keeping It 200, episode 43. Shout out to Tavon for coming in. And hey, remember to and remember, have a great day. Tavon, we'll talk to you next time. Peace, man. Peace out.